Hey, this is Joe Murata from Our Vantage Point, retro wrestling podcast. But now, live from the studios of the Old Bakery, this is the Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast. And here's your host, Luke Jennings. Hello again wrestling fans and welcome to the studios of the old bakery as we really to give you another exciting week here at the UK's number one and only Memphis wrestling related podcast the Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast. I am as always your host Mr Luke Jennings hoping that the show finds you well and having fun whatever you're doing listening to this whether it's sitting down reading a newspaper or doing a bit of gardening, or doing a bit of housework. Hopefully the podcast finds you well. You are not too hot. You are not too sweaty. We are in the midst of a summertime. As of recording this, we are a day away from the UK hitting highs of 40 degrees. I know some of you guys out there in the States have been struggling with them. 107 Fahrenheit, which I think is about 40, 45 degrees, but currently in in the UK we are on a red alert for the heat, so hopefully this podcast finds you well wherever you may be in the world. Please do not forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter, at MemphisCast. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button on your podcast supplier. If not, if you're just listening to this off the off, off chance, please find us on all good podcast suppliers and hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode each and every Saturday. This week we are covering the weekend of the 4th of July. I say the weekend. The uh, date on the program I'm watching is the 4th, but last week Lance mentioned that they were going to be shown on the 5th due to Wimbledon. This is 1981 Wimbledon. This is the John McEnroe, you cannot be serious Wimbledon. So, uh, like I said, we are covering the weekend of the 4th of July. Uh, last week we covered the 27th of June, where we saw a lot of dreaming, picnics, nightmares, a tag team title match, and all the usual awesomeness from the Memphis Territory. Um, just on a side note... It is mentioned in on this episode that Jimmy Hart is the Southern Heavyweight Champion. It'll be mentioned within the first couple of months of the show. Um, Jimmy Hart won that title on June the 22nd. This show is airing the weekend of the 4th of July. So I'm guessing this show was probably taped sometime beforehand because on the 27th of June, Chick Donovan won the title. Um, Jimmy Hart laid down, basically. And Chick Donovan won the title. The title was then Chick Donovan was then stripped of, t- of the title at the beginning of July, and we saw a tournament at the end of July to crown a brand new champion. So that is um, happening here. Uh, I'd imagine it'll probably get more explained during the show of what happens. But just so you're aware, you may hear Jimmy Hart say about this on the first couple of minutes of the show and elsewhere in the wrestling world on the weekend of the 4th of July Mid-South Wrestling held a show at the New Orleans Superdome attendance 18,000 
Junkyard Dog defeated Paul Orndorff. Kerry Von Erich defeated Len Denton, the grappler. Dick Murdoch and Junkyard Dog defeated Afarin Seeker, the Samoans. Paul Orndorff defeated Jake Roberts to win the North American title. The Super Destroyer, Bill Irwin, who we saw last, the end of last year, beginning of this year in Memphis, Bill Irwin. He defeated a former, now former NWA World Heavyweight Champion, Tommy Rich. Jimmy Garvin defeated Frank Dusek. The Great Kabuki defeated Don Diamond. Kim Duck defeated Tony Charles, another uh, ex-Memphis wrestler. King Cobra defeated another ex-wrestler, ex-Memphis wrestler, Carl Fergie. And Ken Mantell defeated Buddy Landell. Oh, that'd be an interesting uh, commentary. And then on the 5th, at the Omni in Atlanta, GA, Bruno San Martino Jr., who would later become David Bruno San Martino, defeated the French Angel, again, a former Memphis star. Ricky and Robert Gibson, again, former Memphis stars, defeated Jim Duggan and Brian St. John. King Kong Mosca battled Steve-O, not of uh, jackass fame, to a draw. Butch Reed and George Wells defeated Greg Valentine and Terry Gordy. Jimmy Snooker defeated Jay Youngblood. Bruiser Brody defeated Black Zack Mulligan in a no-DQ, no-count-out match, which I would imagine would have been a wild brawl. Uh, Ken Patera defeated Tommy Rich to retain the NWA Georgia title. And the American Dream Dusty Rhodes defeated Ted DiBiase to retain the NWA World Heavyweight title. So Tommy Rich is working in uh, New Orleans on the 4th, and then he's up straight up to Atlanta GA on the 7th. Sorry, on the 5th, sorry, on the 5th. And then that is it, really, for this weekend. And obviously the 6th, we see the Mid-South Coliseum events uh 7340 people saw steve kern battle ron bass wayne ferris and kevin sullivan battled jerry lawler and bill dundee mr Anita and masafuchi and tojo yamamoto battled plowboy fraser coco ware and roy rogers chick donovan battled sunny king and in a no disqualification mask versus mask the dream machine and dutch mantel battled the nightmares so, without further ado, let's head down to ringside and see what Lance and Dave have got for us on the weekend of the 4th of July. Ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 63 of the Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast. Please enjoy. championship wrestling i'm ready to get oh, into I'm it ready too i tell you we're going to have the dutchman dutch mantel in here against wayne ferris that's just the opening match today tag team match the nightmares they'll have jimmy hart with them we'll be going against roy rogers and steve kern should be a great tag team action and then the superstar bill dundee will be going against the golden boy chick donovan and that's not just a match that is an expiration of time match so maybe one fall maybe three or four on that is that a great show or is that yes, a great indeed. show i, I want to tell you in addition to that we have some super action on a bout that really intrigued me and that was a match between steve kern and golden boy chick donovan we'll have some action out of that lots of other things too we better get at it let's go we'll be back so ladies and gentlemen uh, we've got a three match card 
Dutch Mantel and Wayne Ferris going at it once again. We saw them two weeks ago in the opener. Uh, the Nightmares going up against Steve Kern and Roy Rogers and Bill Dundee back in action, back on TV action anyway, after he's been out for a while due to uh, a injury going up against Chick Donovan. We're also going to see footage of Steve Kern versus Chick Donovan from the Mid-South Coliseum. So, uh, yeah, let's uh, head back down to ringside for our first contest. Back in just a moment. Oh, I gotta tell you, it's gonna be a big night right there in the Louisville Gardens come Tuesday night. Man, let me tell you, dream night. We're gonna tell you all about all the dreams coming up a little bit later on. But right now, I want to talk about a couple of specific ones. The Nightmares want a handicap match with a dream where only the dreams mask is at stake. They're gonna get it. Dream is going to get a match where he and Bill Dundee will be against the Nightmares. No time, no disqualification with their mask at stake. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Louisville Gardens has seen a many, a many battle, but you're going to see one of the roughest, toughest battles that you ever witnessed in your life because that was my dream to have my partner, Billy the Superstar Dundee, at my side against the Nightmares mask at stake. And I guarantee you one thing, if I can whoop both of them by myself, there ain't no doubt in my mind that me and the Superstar can't beat him, me and him join together because you know my mask is at stake against both of them and I guarantee you I'm going to bust over there. I'm going to bust four out me and the superstar from the <laughs> The dream, carry it on. Dutch, I got to ask you, Kevin Sullivan wants a battle royal with Sullivan, Ferris, the Nightmares, and Dutch Mantell. How can you ever agree to be one against the family? Okay, I got a dream too. I got a dream of getting Kevin Sullivan that's in the right. ring by himself. Now that's my dream, but to get that dream, I'm going to have to get through a battle royal with the whole family in there. But the contract says that all I got to do is show up. Now, I was born at night, Lance Russell, but not last night, Sullivan. And I'm not a natural-born fool because my mama didn't raise one. And I'm going to get through that battle royal, and I'm going to get you, Sullivan. Like I said, my mama didn't raise no fool, and I'm not going to start choosing that in Louisville. When I get you, Sullivan, I'm going to show everybody that I can beat you, and beat you I will. And in Dutch's dream, of course, Hart is barred from the ringside, but he, as he said, he's going to have to get through that battle royal where the family will be in there actually against Dutch Mantel. That's lots more of us, so you stay tuned right where you are. I'm going to tell you all about everybody's dream coming up Tuesday night. We'll get to it in just a minute. Okay, we have at least uh, half of the participants for our opening bout. So just a quick uh, quick one here. Last week we spent 20 minutes, if not, listening to the dreams. We had the dreams of Jerry Lawler, Dutch Motel, The Dream Machine, and Steve Kern. And then we had the, uh, the the little picnic area with the third Jimmy Hart's first family also discussed their dreams. Um so they had an eight-man tag. It was a Nightmares, Wayne first, Kevin Sullivan, going up against Jerry Lawler, Dream Machine, Dundee, no, sorry, Mantell and Kern. The winner of the match, the winner of the fall, would then immediately have their dream match. So um, the Nightmare, if the Nightmares won, they wanted to go up against um, Dream Machine, where only Dream Machine's mask was on the line. Uh, Kern wanted, I forget what Kern wanted, Jerry Lawler wanted Jimmy Hart, um... Dutch Mantel wanted Kevin Sullivan, etc., etc. You can listen to that again last week. Um, and then looking at the, my results book, the Memphis uh, results book, they then basically did that in every town. So they did it in Louisville, Memphis, Evansville, Tupelo. They carried it on for about a week. I'm guessing they're now carrying this on as well for a little bit longer. 
Um, hopefully we won't spend 20 or so minutes again this episode um, going through what they did last week. But they're still running this angle. Um, they did this... I know other thing. I believe other ter- I believe I don't know for sure, but from what I've heard, they did this in a lot of other territories where they'd run, um, they'd run an angle on TV, and then because the TV wasn't shown the same day, they could then run the angle numerous days in numerous towns. So you could run, you could show this in Louisville, and then by the time Evansville saw it, they would have had the match the night before. And then Tupelo would have had would have seen it, but they would have had the match. Like kind of, there's always a delay. So the TV's on a Saturday, but then the show's on a Saturday on a on a Saturday night, and then the next town is on a Sunday. The show's on a Sunday. It's kind of like that, I think. If you know what I mean, I'm pretty sure I've I've, I've read and heard that happened in numerous territories where the TV would um, be shown in different towns on different days, and then they'd go into that town that night, and they'd go right. You know what I mean? So. I think I explained what I meant. I'm just a smart mark trying to do a decent podcast and then you get me just blathering on for hours. So let's go to our first match. Dutch Mantel versus Wayne first. In the ring already and here comes the other half of it. We're talking about uh, pretty boy Wayne Ferris and his vocal manager, Jimmy Hart. Jimmy, we'll talk to you later. We'll talk to you later in the program. Would you go sit down over there now? Come on now. Look at this, Russell, man. I would have looked at this, baby. The greatest day of my life. Chicago Tribune. Jimmy Hart beats Lawler. New York Times. Is that the New York Times? That's or is the New it? York Read Times. it. Read it, baby. The hey, new Southern Heavyweight Champion. You want to sit down or we'll count your boy out? Okay, let's get over there. The new Southern Heavyweight Champion. We will, in fact, be forced to talk to him later on. Right now, Dave. It's one fall, 10-minute time limit match. And introducing from Memphis, Tennessee, 240 pounds on the left of your screen, Wayne Ferris. Going against him from Oil Trough, Texas, at 228 pounds, Dutch Mantel. This match, one fall, 10-minute time limit. Referee, Jerry Calhoun. Woogie. So we are here. I do apologize, ladies and gentlemen. There is a fly buzzing around my face, and I'm trying to... Squashed a little bastard. So, Wayne Ferris, the blonde bomber, going up against Dutch Mantel once again. Mantel, uh, black singlet, black boots from Oil Trough, Texas. Wayne Ferris, black tights, black boots from Memphis, Tennessee. Jimmy Hart outside in his uh, Superman onesie attire, if you will. As we said at the beginning of the show, he is the current... AWA Southern Heavyweight Champion. He beat Jerry Lawler, as you'd imagine, under suspicious circumstances. I'm sure we will uh, get to more of that later. Jimmy Hart. Convalescent Wayne Ferris. As Wayne Ferris has escaped the ring twice now. Colin Ebertype, arm ringer by Dutch. Jerry Calhoun in his yellow shirt this week the referee we've got a lovely blue black a blue background the background and the mat are the same color the studio is full of capacity as always young old male female white black whatever you call them they are here they are here for the wrestling we've got the uh, we've got the, the uh, state patrol in the crowd as always surveying the area Dutch Mantel continuing to work in the arm of Mr. Wayne Ferris, the future honky-tonk man. It's very apt here that we've got Wayne Ferris being managed by Jimmy Hart. 
the arm bar by Dutch Mantel on Wayne Ferris. Dutch still continuing to work the arm. Wayne trying to get to the ropes. Pretty boy Wayne Ferris. He would uh, soon, another year or two, I think, go up to Calgary, work the Stampede area. Work, I think he was part of the Memphis Mafia uh, stable. I believe it was Wayne Ferris, Dave Schultz, some other people as well went up there. Then obviously before he went to the WWF in 86, I think, maybe 85. Obviously Wayne Ferris, uh, Dave Schultz was in there um 84. Both men slapping each other around the face now. Dutch Mantel took him out with a right hand. Wayne Ferris has gone outside. What does it say on his trunks? I think it says night moves on the back of his trunks. He's got something on but the, the quality, the quality of the picture's not the not HD crystal clear. I think it says night moves on his back. Back of his trunks. Back of his tights, sorry. So both men back in the ring. Or Wayne first now back in the ring, both men circling, jostling for position. Wanna Dutch to back up while Ferris got out of the corner. Well you know, Dave, that Ferris's weight comes in at two forty, but I swear to you that this guy has gotten up over two fifty. He is really big. He is big indeed. The uh the weight uh, is reported to us by uh, Mr. Ferris and his manager at 240. Yeah, yeah, he hangs on it, but I would bet anything in the world that he'll top 250. Lance made it. Uh, he made a comment about this last week about Wayne Ferris's weight. For some reason, I can't, I can't remember what he was billed as when he was in the WWF. I think he was a good 250. I think. Wayne Ferris trying to escape this armbar. Ferris now pushes Mantel onto the ropes, whips him, goes to, Mantel reverses the body slam into a schoolboy, one, two, kick out by Ferris. His build weight on Wikipedia is 243 pounds, so I'm guessing he would have, he was that kind of um, weight wherever he went. Yes, and he made his debut in Stampede Wrestling in 1982. That's where he started the Honky Tonk Man um, gimmick. And then he went to the WWF in late, in the fall of 1986. So my timelines were just about right. Both men brawling now. Wayne Ferris pushed off. Pushing off Mantel and then hits him with a big kitchen sink to the midriff. Dutch Mantel is now down. This is the first time this contest that Wayne Ferris has got the upper hand. A couple of right hands to the torso by Ferris. Now got Mantel in the ropes. Whips him off the ropes. Reversal by Dutch. Oh, Dutch with a big knee to the gut of his of his own. Picks up Ferris. Snap me. Now with a. Uh, Double arm bar. Joey Calhoun in there asking if Ferris wants to give up, and he says no. Touch with this double arm surfboard kind of maneuver he's got. 
Dr. Mantilla doesn't get the credit. He is a very good uh, technical wrestler, especially here. He gets a he's a bit of a brawler as well in, in other parts, but he's a very good wrestler. Doesn't get them doesn't get the des the deserved credit that he uh, deserves. <laughs> he's obviously got a great book in mind. He helped book in um, Puerto Rico and um, I think TNA and places like that. As we record, we are on the 34th anniversary of the untimely passing of one Frank Goodish, i.e. Bruiser Brody. Rest in peace, Bruiser Brody. Thoughts and prayers go out to uh, Barbara Goodish and the rest of the family, as always, this time of the year. If you haven't, um, I recommend uh, watching anything of Bruiser Brody's. Uh, I could sit and watch Bruiser Brody matches all day. Um, if you can, uh, I think High Spots did a few things a few years ago where they, they did like an interview with Barbara and then um, talked to other people about his life, his history, the, the incident. Um, there's a book out as well. It's like a, I think it's a Bruiser Brody autobiography, but it's obviously done by Barbara and then someone else. Again, very good. Um, it's probably available on Amazon. If you just search Bruiser Brody on Amazon, you'll find it. But I could watch Bruiser Brody match. There's, there's sort of Bruiser Brody. Terry Funk, the great mooter, um, matches I could watch all day, every day, just because they're very similar. Each match is very similar, but then each match is also very, very different. You can watch Bruiser Brody versus Jerry Lawler, and then you can watch Bruiser Brody, Bruiser Brody versus Abby, and they're two different. They're every bit is a sort of the same, but different. Just and that's because of the opponent that he's facing. Same as the Great Mooter, um, same as Terry Funk. On the note of Great Mooter, we are on the Great Mooter Retirement Tour. Um, as of recording this yesterday, as of recording this today on the Sunday, yesterday on the Saturday, he I think had the first of his three retirement matches in Japan. Um, he's wrestling at the minute as Keiji Muto, but I'd imagine probably his last last match would probably be as a Great Mooter. Um, very, uh, he's not underrated but he doesn't get the praise that he should and I think that the wrestling business is going to miss um, is going to miss Muta when he when he finally retires I think um, I got into WCW as uh, 1991 so I, I then watched old videos um, I saw the great Muta instantly sort of fell in love with them and then that transitioned into finding great mutant matches from Japan and then you find them and then you go down a rabbit hole of just everything and it's just I just think great mutant is pretty decent you know but back to this match back to Memphis Wayne Ferris in control now with a reverse chin lock on Dutch Mantel Dutch Mantel trying to escape by pulling the hair but Jerry Calhoun soon puts a stop to that both men now to their feet. Wayne Ferris with the chin lock still. Mantell in the ropes. Pushes off Ferris. Drops down. Oh, both men collided. Both men down. Wayne Ferris falls into his corner. Where Jimmy Hart is. Jimmy Hart is trying to give him a bit of a pep talk. Trying to awaken him up a little bit. Both men struggling to their knees. Mantell up. Ferris goes for a double axe. Mantell... Kicks him in the gut, followed by a right hand, followed by a right hand. Off the ropes, whips him. We've got one minute left in this contest, one minute left. Ferris is down, Dutch is up. Dutch is stomping a mud hole in him in the corner. Picks him up, right hand. Irish whips. Mantel with sleeper, he's got a sleeper hold. Ferris! 
Ferris forces it back into his corner and breaks it. Ferris now with some stomps and some punches. 30 seconds left. <coughs> Whips him big right hand off the ropes. Goes for the cover. One, two, the kick out. Dutch Mantel's kick out. I think this match is going to go to a time limit draw. Abdominal stretch by Mantel. Abdominal stretch. Made famous by Wilbur Snyder. As JR would tell us in 1996. Ten seconds left. Hip toss by Ferris. Stomp by Mantel. Goes back for the abdominal stretch. I think we're going to hear the bell. Any There's the bell. There's the bell. Time limit draw. At devious little Jimmy Hart just attacked Dutch Mantel from behind with the cane. Wayne Ferris and Jimmy Hart stomping away on Dutch Mantel. That stick to the back of the head by Jimmy Hart just knocked Dutch Mantel down like a sack of potatoes. Who's this? Here comes Roy Rogers. Roy Rogers. He's met by Wayne Ferris. Roy Rogers and Wayne Ferris wailing away on each other. Jimmy Hart wailing away on Dutch Mantel. Chaos here in the opening contest of Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast. Jesus, Dutch Mantel just knocked Jimmy Hart down with that big right hand. Roy Rogers knocked down Wayne Ferris. Rogers and Mantel have just cleared the ring. Roy Rogers came roaring in from the dressing room when he uh, when he saw what was happening as they had Dutch double team back there. But the match officially is going to be a draw. Both of them had chances to win it in the last two uh, last two minutes of the match. But uh, neither, neither could, one. so a uh, draw, 10-minute time limit. Exactly right, right. and uh, Roy Rogers held Dutch's hand up. I think that means they won the uh, fight. Yeah, the aftermath after uh, the there, yes. Yeah. Because it was a draw, and we've got more action. Plenty of it to come. You stay right where you are, and we'll be back in just a moment. Someday, this may be the world's toughest non-stick surface, but you can't cook on a diamond. You can cook on Armor Coat. Watch! This is grated cheese, a sticky, gooey mess. With an ordinary pan, you'd need a hammer and chisel. But with Armor Coat, it lifts out quickly and cleanly. This incredible surface is so non-stick, you can clean it with a paper towel. Yet it's so tough, you can abuse it with a scouring pad. We've bonded the surface to a huge, multi-purpose skillet. It comes with a high-domed lid to lock in natural juices. What's a pan like this worth to you? Before you price it, listen. You also get this amazing drip-proof saucepan. Liquid comes out of it like this. And oatmeal like this. How's that for nonstick? Burnt milk is a kitchen disaster. You might as well throw the pan away. But with Armor Coat, this mess just peels right off. Wait, there's more. You even get this combination omelet and saute pan. It, too, has the amazing armor coat surface. It's so tough, you can do this. We've even put our incredible surface on this unique mini griddle. Take it and discover its many convenient uses. You get all four armor coat pans, but that's not all. You get this complete five-piece kitchen utensil set. Plus, as a special bonus, this beautiful cookbook with pages and pages of mouth-watering recipes. You get the complete set. All 11 pieces... For I'm going to say 50... Jeez, 24 
Bargain. Louisville, Kentucky. Or send $24.95 to Cookware. P.O. Box 235, Louisville, Kentucky. You get all four armor code pans, all five utensils. Allow four to eight weeks for delivery. Jesus Christ. What's next? Turn the volume up, Lance. They are proud. I have no intention of congratulating uh, this particular champion. Uh, we're talking about the new AWA Southern Heavyweight Champion, Jimmy Hart, who uh, took that throne from Jerry the King Lawler. And uh, so we will follow our practice, and here is the new Southern Heavyweight Champ. I say jokingly, it's a laugh. Jokingly, you huh? set the whole Southern Heavyweight thing back 15 years with that farce match that you had. In. Well, let me just say something right now, ladies and gentlemen. You're looking at the new... Southern heavyweight champion. Let's get, oh, hey, that's right. You love me, don't you? Well, you know what? I feel so good. You know, in music, I had a gold record, right? Yeah. And now in wrestling, this is the best thing. Look, the cameramen are so asleep, they can't even get a shot of the belt. Here, boys, let me help you out. Look at this jewel, baby. It's Jimmy Hart's forever. I am the Southern heavyweight champion, and I'm going to stay the Southern heavyweight champion. What do you think about that, Russell? Well, I hear you talking, Jimmy, but that doesn't really have anything to do with the fact that the way you won it in a completely loaded match, it was incredible it should have uh, been, and uh, you do have the Southern heavyweight belt. You've added that to the family collection. Well, let me just say this. The family is the greatest thing that ever happened in professional wrestling. Mm -hmm. I am the greatest thing that ever happened in professional wrestling. Lawler is finished. He's washed up. You know, once there was a Jackie Fargo, and he was sitting high on the crown here in town, and everybody thought he was the greatest thing. And then came along a smart punk by the name of Jerry Lawler, and he knocked him right off. Well, now, Lawler, your day has come, brother, because there's a smart punk on this scene now named Jimmy Hart. I am the new Southern Weight Champion. You don't even have enough fans anymore, baby, to pack a phone booth, and that's all i got to say. Yeah, well, I like want you that? to stand right here. You stand right here. I've got uh, an interview with Jerry Lawler on the explanation of that entire situation. I think it's only fair oh, that man, we stand look, I don't want to hear no film on Lawler. He's I'll not down here today because he's ashamed to even no, show his face, baby. I'm the Southern champion. I'm not staying here. for nothing. You can watch the film You're... and go to sleep with everybody else out yeah. here. That figures just exactly about what you would do. You don't have the guts to stand out here. Well, let's take a listen in a bizarre situation that uh, Jerry Lawler. Well, I would imagine that by now, Jimmy Hart is strutting all around the TV station there with the Southern Heavyweight Championship belt around that little skinny waist of his. Mighty happy that he is the new champion. And I would imagine that everybody is wondering just exactly how this happened. And I've been asking myself that same question all week long, but I'd like to take just a second here to explain or try to explain a little bit of how it did take place. You see, a few weeks ago, the promoters came to myself and uh, Bill and several of the other wrestlers around the area, and they asked them, if you could have any kind of match that you wanted with any kind of stipulation involving any other wrestler, what would be the match that you would want? What would be your dream match? And at the time, I just thought they were, uh, you know, it was just a, a fantasy type thing, wondering what kind of match we would ask for. So uh, I naturally wanted a match with Hart involved, and Hart wanted a match with me involved. And, and uh, all of the wrestlers came up with some sort of a crazy match with a lot of stipulations where, the, where it was one-sided, stacked in their favor. And then, uh, 
little while later, the promoters came back to me and they said, if you could have your chance to get your dream match, would you agree to be in anybody else, to be involved in anybody else's dream match, the stipulations that they've asked for? Well, I had to think for just a second, and I said, yes, I would. Because when I went into that match, where the winner of the match would get his dream match, I felt certain that uh, I would win the match. I knew I'd beat one of those punks, and, and then I'd get to have my dream match with Hart. Or at least one of my teammates would win the match. You know, when you, every, every time I step into the ring, I feel like I'm going to win. If a, if a wrestler goes in the ring doubting whether or not he's going to win the match, he usually won't win. Well, the thing didn't go exactly the way we wanted it to, and we didn't come out on the on the right end of the match, we didn't win it. And so, because I had previously agreed, I had to go into the ring in Hart's dream match. And I had to wear box, I had to put boxing gloves on to where if I did get to hit him, it'd be a padded blow. And I was against Hart and the Southern Heavyweight Championship belt was at stake. But to top it all off, Kevin Sullivan and Wayne Ferris were the two referees. Well, it was a completely one-sided match, all right, all in Jimmy Hart's favor. Every time I would grab him, they would be right there to pull him off of me. Every time I'd try to hit him, they would come in between us. I realized I didn't have a chance about halfway through the thing, and I even tried to hit one of them to get disqualified, but no, he didn't disqualify me, and that's how I wound up losing. We sit intermittently between this interview. We're seeing clips of the match, but they're like two-second clips, so we're not missing out on anything. Years now... I've been mighty proud of that belt. I consider it my belt. I'm as proud of that belt as any belt in the country, the World Championship or whatever. The Southern Heavyweight Championship belt is my belt. At this point, he'd won it about 23 times in a five-year period. I think since about 1977, he'd won it 24 times. You will never, no matter what I have to do, you will never be able to defend that belt the first time. You remember that punk. Okay, there it is. Jerry Lawler, uh, I will say he was a man of his word. He agreed to go in there. I think there was some misunderstanding that uh, both Hart and Lawler had the uh, gloves on. That is not correct. The stipulation was that Lawler would glare, wear gloves. He was man enough to stand up to it, and he uh, paid the price because he never thought it would take place. And um, that is the way that number goes. Hey, listen, we've still got the Nightmares. We've got Steve Kern and Roy Rogers as their opponent. We've got a great expiration of time match. It'll have Chick, Golden Boy, Donovan going against the superstar, Billy Dundee. All of that yet to come on Championship Wrestling. At the banquet table smorgasbord, our main ingredient is you. And that's why we constantly strive for excellence in all we prepare. And we prepare a lot. Following your favorite meal, take a delicious trip to our dessert bar. And let your imagination run wild as you create your own flavorful fantasy. It's all you care to eat at one low price. The Banquet Table Smorgasbord. Check the yellow pages under restaurant. Homework, homework. Give me a break. Try Summit Candy Bars, a delicious... So just to let you know, Jerry Lawler first won the AWA Southern Heavyweight title in 1974. By 1987, he'd won it 52 times. 
So in a 13-year span, he'd won one title 52 times. It then went on to become the USWA Southern Heavyweight title, which he won. I don't think he actually won it. Jerry Jeff Jarrett won it more times than he did. Obviously, by that time, he was the AWA World Heavyweight Champion as well. So in, in, in a 13-year span, he won it 52 times. It's unbelievable in, like, any league of wrestling. The only way that people are going to drink different beers, especially in Milwaukee, is by tasting the difference. Taste the difference. Test Blatt's against your favorite beer. Maybe you'll say... I like Blatt's bitter and past. Monday on the Mike Douglas Show, it's Mr. Warmth himself. Don Rickles starting off a great week as co-host. I feel like I'm in a bad catering hall. Join Mike and Don as they welcome contributing editor Dr. Lonnie Bernbach on sexual communication. And some people are more protective. It takes some people longer to open up. And enjoy the mellow music of songster Paul Williams. Watch the Mike Douglas Show tomorrow at 12.30 on TV3. You know, a lot of great bouts uh, took place uh, around the country last week, and one of the ones that I was most interested in was not the main event, uh, but it was a match that really caught my fancy because it had two really outstanding young athletes going against each other, and it was a bout that I absolutely was thrilled and interested to see, and that was the Steve Kern, Golden Boy Chick Donovan bout. Man, oh man, when these two young warriors tangled, well, let's take a look at some of the action as it took place. He misses a big right hand sleeper hole. So we've seen footage from the Mid-South Coliseum, Steve Kern versus Chick Donovan. Steve Kern has a sleeper hold applied on Chick Donovan, but Chick Donovan runs in to the top turnbuckle. This was This was on June the twenty second. I think. No, June the, and then plus they wrestled on June the 29th. So I don't know, depend on the result. I'll know which one it is. Chick Donovan has got Steve Kern in the figure four leg lock. Steve Kern's in the ropes. Joey Calhoun is in there trying to break the hold. He will not break the hold. Steve Kern is in the ropes. Joey Calhoun counting. Just breaks, just breaks in time before uh, Joey Calhoun throws the match out. Chick Donovan now in control. Big forearm to the front and to the back of Steve Kern. Donovan going to continue to work on that leg. Spin and toe hold. Oh, Steve Kern kicks him off and he goes head first into the top turnbuckle. Holy moly. Chick Donovan's out on his feet. Steve Kern now back up, kick to Donovan, big punch to the back of the head. Oh, right hand to the breadbasket. Crowd flew behind Steve Kern, whips him off the ropes. Big back body drop. Oh, Chick Donovan landed on his ass. Steve Kern picks him up, whips him from corner to corner, follows him in, going for a monkey flip. Hits it, lovely monkey flip there by Steve Kern. Goes for a sleep. He's got a sleeper hold. Both men on the floor. He's got the sleeper hold. Chick Donovan now up. He's trying to pull. No. Oh, goes face first. Oh, lovely suplex there. 
beautiful suplex. He pushed Steve Kerr, he pushed Chick Donovan in the top turnbuckle end. Donovan came backwards and got hit with a beautiful German suplex. Steve Kern the winner, so that means that this match happened on June the 22nd, 1981. In attendance, 5,918 saw Sonny King beat Toji Yamamoto by disqualification. Plowboy Fraser beat Jim Dalton. Mas Masafuchi and Mr. Anita def defeated Roy Rogers and Coco Ware. Kevin Sullivan, Wayne Ferris and the Nightmares defeated Jerry Lawler, Builder and D, Dutch Mantel and the Dream Machine, which led to Jimmy Hart versus Jerry Lawler, which resulted in Jimmy Hart beating Jerry Lawler to become the new AWA 7 heavyweight champion. Here's the man that we were just talking about. In his own right, he had the, uh, had the nerve uh, to come out here and at least agree to talk to us about the match. Golden Boy Chick Donovan. Chick, I uh, I gotta ask you, going into that match, uh, were you not feeling well when you went in there with Kern? Were you just not right and ready for the match? I have no excuses, Mr. Russell. As you thought, the man beat me. One, two, three. There's no excuses. I have just been humiliated. Never in my life I would ever think that could ever happen to the Golden Boy. But it did. You saw it. Well, did he, uh, at some point earlier in the match, hurt you to the position where you were not able to uh, contend with him in the latter part of it? All I can say is Steve Kern is a superior, well-trained athlete, and he beat me. You know, I have been battered, tattered, and torn to the point where I think I'm just going to retire from professional wrestling. I'm going to hang my tights in an old, cold, clammy closet, putting my boots in an old suitcase somewhere in an attic where I'll never see them again, Mr. Russell. I'm just humiliated. This is Excuse a dark me. day. Excuse me. It's a talk. dark day for me, oh, baby. Jimmy, uh, we already seen you out here with your belt on. I guess you're sleeping with that on. Well, I, you better believe I'm taking a bath with it on if you want to know the truth. Let me tell you something, Chick. And I have to be honest. For three weeks now, man, I've been sitting back and watching you on the tube. I've been watching you out here, and I think you have the best possibility of anybody I've ever seen in my life. I don't know if you know too much about my background or not, but let me tell you something, man. I handled Paul Ellering. I turned him into a champion. Killer Carl Krupp, who was a champion. And, of course, Jerry Lawler, who I'm very disappointed in. He's through. He's had to been. But let me tell you something, man. You've got a million-dollar body. You've got a Cadillac, but nobody to drive it. I want to be that driver. Jimmy, I'm humiliated. Well, man, look, humiliated, look at you. Jimmy. Chick, chick, listen to me. Look at you, man. Look at you. I'm telling you, you're a champion. You're championship material, man. You're out here with your head hanging between your legs. That makes me sick. All of my life, I've had to fight for everything. Listen to me. Everything I've ever had all my life, man, I've had to fight for. I'm making you an offer right now. You signed with Tojo Yamamoto, that fat little Jap. He's washed up. He's been washed up. He's overweight and out of date and out of shape. I'm here to stay. The family is magic. You can be magic. I can put magic into you, Chip. Let me tell you something right now. You give me a chance. You sign with Jimmy Hart, and I promise you, you'll be a champion. You'll be a champion. You know, we have a philosophy in the family. I want you got to have a little rhythm, man. Look at you. You look at the way you're dressed now. Come on, we can do it. Listen at this, baby. But I listen to him. Mom, just I listen. listen to him, I know you listen to him, but don't listen to him. He's washed up. Listen, listen, to to, listen to me. Listen to me. Listen, to, listen. listen to you. Listen. We are family. Wayne, Kevin, Chicken, Jimmy. Does that sound good? Chick, hey. We are family. Sing it, baby. Kevin, Wayne, okay. Chicken, Jimmy. What do you think, baby? See, it's magic. You can do it. You can do it, baby. He's got us. Hey, you're the champion. Come on, we're going to talk. We're going to talk, you has been. You're trying to kill this Will you get out of here? Now, we've had enough of you. 
Jimmy Hart, Chick Donovan. We're going to be back with more action coming up. The Nightmares, Steve Kern and Roy Rogers, right after we take time out for this. And we will be back after these messages. Please enjoy. Hey, everybody. This is Mike from Booking the Territory, the unprofessional, classic Southern wrestling podcast. And you are listening to the Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast with Luke Jennings. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Well, let me tell you something, brother. You're listening to Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast. Stick around, brother, and follow the show at Memphis Cast. Follow me at West Runtin Luke J, brother. Follow friends of the show at Mid Atlantic Pod, at OVP Podcast, at Bottom Line Cast, at Extreme Cast, at Booking the Territory, brother. And be sure to hit up some brothers on Patreons. Patreon.com backslash Booking the Territory and Patreon.com backslash OVP Podcast, brother. Like and subscribe to Mid-South Television Review with Mike Mills and the great Brian Last. What you gonna do, brother, when Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast runs wild on you? Mate, can I ask you a question first of all? Go right ahead. You know the definition of a windjammer? No, I really don't. It's the agonizing screams of a trapped turd. Have you heard of the Mangrave? Yes, I have. You have? Yeah. Do you have a father? Mangrate is the perfect gift for this Father's Day. Is he alive? Yeah. Yeah. 100% made in America. If he was dead, it would have been a really bad moment in the commercial. <laughs> Your dad's alive? No. Fuck. <laughs> God damn it. I'm sorry about your dad. That's fine. Your father's dead. Is your mom still alive? My mom? Yeah. No, she's dead. Jesus Christ, is any of your relatives fucking alive? It's man grace. <laughs> They're revolutionizing the way people grill. What, Adam Egan? Is it true? You haven't heard of the revolution? You can put chicken on this or steak? That's not that unique. <laughs> it weighs a lot of pounds. <laughs> is that heavy? Again. 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 No more flare-ups. You know, you know when your barbecue has always been flare-ups? Why are you laughing? You're making a mockery out of the mangrate. Chicken steak has never tasted so good. <laughs> <laughs> again. Again. <laughs> again. This commercial is like a mini-series. Now sit back and enjoy the rest of Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast. Channel 3's Championship Wrestling in just a moment. I want to give you all the dreams. First, a reminder, Thursday, July 16th, Paoli, Indiana, sponsored by the Paoli Little League. Now, Tuesday night, Louisville Garden. Stand by for this. Sonny King, Coco Ware against Anita and Fuji with Tojo at ringside. Steve Curran faces Jim Dalton. Then we get into the dream matches. Wayne Ferris going against Roy Rogers. That's it. He's going to put him out of wrestling, he said. Nightmare's dream. Handicap. No time. No disqualification against the dream machine with... The Dream's mask at stake against both of the Nightmares. Also, we're going to have Kevin Sullivan's Dream. This is crazy. Sullivan, Ferris, the Nightmares, one and two, and Dutch Mantell, all in a battle royal. Mantell against the family. Can't believe that for Tuesday night. 
Then the Dreams match will be with he and Dundee going against Nightmares 1 and 2, and the Nightmares 1 and 2 mask will be at stake. And finally, it'll be Dutch Mantel's Kevin Sullivan all Tuesday night. This is Ben Jones, and he's been eating the same candy bars as long as he can remember. Ben, uh, could we get you to try Twix candy bar? Twix? Why should I? I haven't eaten the same candy bars as long as I can remember. But do they have a mix? What? A mix, Ben. Rich milk chocolate. Oh, I love chocolate. Creamy caramel. Love caramel. And a delightful cookie crunch. Crunch? Yep, that's the mix. Mmm, Twix is delicious. Twix cookie bars, the chocolate candy with a cookie crunch. Delicious. Economy squeeze bottle. Spray and wash, get down, what gets into. We're ready to go with a tag team match here. One fall, ten minute time limit. Introducing total weight 440 pounds with their manager Jimmy Hart on the left of your screen, the Nightmares. And going against them, total weight 442 pounds from Nashville, Tennessee, Roy Rogers. And from Tampa, Florida, Steve Kern. One fall, 10-minute time limit, Jerry Calhoun, the referee. We are back, baby. Tag team action, the Nightmares, managed by the AWA Southern Heavyweight Champion, Jimmy Hart, going up against Steve Kern and Roy Rogers. Like we noted last week, Jimmy Hart is a little bit taller than at least one of the Nightmares. One of the Nightmares is um, short, shall we say. So the Nightmares... Starting off, Nightmare and Roy Rogers. Roy Rogers, red trunks, white boots. Nightmare, yellow, sorry, red and white tights, white boots, grey mask. Jerry Calhoun is always the referee. The referee? I said that really high then for some reason. Carl Network type. I'm dragged by Roy Rogers. Jimmy Hart complaining of a hair pull. Obviously, there's going to be no hair pull. The geese is wearing a mask. Both men circling, call on elbow, headlock by Rogers, hair pull by Nightmare, off the ropes, push off by the Nightmare, shoulder tackle by Rogers, headlock, tag to Kern, Kern, black trunks, black boots, comes in with a schoolboy, one, one count. I've been very impressed with Steve Kern, he will only become more fabulous as the years go by. Drop two hold. That's a bit of Greco spinning, Greco Roman spinning going around on the back of the nightmare. We've seen this for the last few weeks. Steve Kern is an accomplished amateur wrestler. Nightmare number two now in. Immediately uh, put into an arm bar by Kern. Reversal though, and reversed by Kern. Front face lock goes for the tag, but misses. Fireman carry takeover by Kern, still holding on to the arm. Twisted. Hammerlock now by Kern. Tag to Rogers. Rogers now in. Continues the work on the arm. This team is very um, 
They've been tagging now on and off, I think, for a couple of weeks. Very reminiscent to Ricky Morton and Ken Lucas, where they would they would uh, pick a body part and work it the whole match. This is what these two gentlemen are doing very well indeed. We were just still with the armbar. Both men on their feet. But Rogers in control. Twist. Reversal by the Nightmare. Reversal by Rogers. Continues to work the arm. Roy's cousin. Uh, it's at a comparable point in their careers. Uh, Roy's looks very, very good. One thing, as we said, you don't need a lot of experience to have heart. And brother, he has got plenty of that. He will battle with you. Steve Kern back in. Oh, they double up a bit there. He had that arm barred and quickly slipped into the fireman's carry throw, took him over, but uh, nightmare number one tags, or number two tags nightmare number one. Thank you. <laughs> Somebody took over my job of telling Hart to shut up. Somebody shut up, yeah. Steve Kern goes firing in there. He really rattled him around. The nightmare number one complaining to the referee that he had his mask, no way. Standing side headlock, Kern picks him up, a real scoop. Body slams him right down in the center of the ring. One fall, 10 to the time limit match, and a mare that takes the nightmare number one over, his right shoulder is up. No real pin effort there as uh, he took him down. Three minutes, 30 seconds gone right now. Look at that speed down underneath and Nightmare using his speed, pulled it up, dropped with the elbow, but Kern was gone. Roy Rogers pounds to the midsection forearm right underneath that was partially blocked by the Nightmare number one. Standing side headlock picked up, he hangs on, and over goes Nightmare number one. Impressed with the way Roy Rogers and Steve Kern have been working as a team so far in the match. We've said this many times before, but they are keeping the fresh man in there. Roy Rogers now controlling the head. Where the head goes, the body will follow, as the old saying says. Nightmare, the second Nightmare tagged in and immediately is in the same position as the previous Nightmare. Headlock still by Rogers. Nightmare trying to escape and does with a hair pull. And by now by the nightmare. Roy Rogers now up to his feet. Nightmare pulling him to his corner, but Roy Rogers takes him down via the leg. Spin and toe hold. Tag to Steve Kern. Steve Kern now in. Oh, neat of the gut. Oh, double stump by Kern. Double stump to the gut. Shades of, uh, I think he did that when he was Skinner, I think. I think I remember him seeing it. Oh, knee to the inside thigh. They're trying to Charlie horse that thigh. Scoops him up. Oh, gut buster. Goes for the cover. One. Nope. The other nightmare breaks up the pin. Picks him up. Hooked him in a suplex. Tags in Roy Rogers. Roy Rogers now in, following the suplex, goes for the cover, one, break up by the other, Nightmare. Jerry Calhoun was too busy trying to get Steve Kern out of the ring before he counted the fall. Very good efficient there, as always, by Mr. Calhoun. Rogers whips the Nightmare off, ducks his head, big back body drop, oh, Nightmare landed right on his butt, right on the buttocks. Headlock takedown by Rogers. 
He's in his part of the ring, which is good. Jimmy Hart not happy with how the Nightmares are performing. Tag by Rogers to Kern. Oh, slams him just. Goes for the cover. One, two. So Kern came in immediately after the body slam and covered for a two count. Roy Rogers now. Sorry, Steve Kern now. Maneuvering the Nightmare. Down with a headlock takedown. Headlock. Tag to Rogers. Roy Rogers comes in. And applies the headlock. Very good tag team ma match. This is actually nice tags, nice uh, ins and outs. Nightmares. Oh, Jimmy out with a cheap shot behind the referee's back with a cane. Nightmare now in. Whoops, Rogers off the ropes. Back body drop by the Nightmare. Oh, elbow drop to the back of the head. Roy Rogers was trying to get up there, and the, the uh, Nightmare dropped the elbow. Tag to Nightmare. Back elbow, diving elbow attack. Lovely double team manoeuvre there by the Nightmares. One, two, too close to Steve Kern, who just steps in and stumps him on the back of the head. Nice little tag team, uh, double team there by the Nightmares. Whoops, back elbow, back diving elbow again. Comes in, one, two, kick out by Roy Rogers. If it fails, if at first you don't succeed, try, try again. Which is what the Nightmares did. Oh, Jimmy Hart with another cheap attack behind the referee's back to Roy Rogers with that cane. Nightmare picks up Rogers, head first at the top, into the top turnbuckle. It's not really a turnbuckle, it's just a metal, it's a piece of metal wrapped in uh, electrical tape. Roy Rogers scurrying to the corner to get a tag, but the, the Nightmare holds him back. Big slam there by the Nightmare on the larger. I think Roy Rogers would be slightly larger than the nightmare tag to his partner backbreaker drops the stomp from the second rope one two Roy Rogers tags out scurries again to the corner but doesn't make we've got two minutes left of this ten minute time limit Roy Rogers with a house of fire now trying to get away from the nightmare he needs that tag but the nightmare just raked the eyes tags in his partner Stops Roy Rogers getting to the corner with a handful of hair. Whips Rogers off the ropes. Drops his head, but kick by Roy Rogers. Roy Rogers falls and rolls and tags in Steve Kern. Steve Kern is in now like a house of fire, working away on both nightmares. Punching, kicking, stomping, whatever he can do to get the nightmares down and out. Steve Kern whips off the nightmare. Drops his head. Back body drop. Picks him back up. Lovely swing and neck breaker. Goes for the cover. One, but the other nightmare is in the ring and he breaks up the pinfall. Oh, succession of knees to the side of the neck there by Steve Kern. Puts the nightmare in the corner, whips him out of the corner, goes in from behind. No, but the nightmare missed. Steve Kern was going for that patent monkey flip, but he missed. Nightmare now dragging Kern over to the ropes, tags his partner. Stomping away now on the lower extremities of Steve Kern. 50 seconds left of this match. We could see another time limit draw. Oh, Jimmy Hart with a cheap shot, but it does nothing to Steve Kern. Steve Kern now fighting his way out of the corner. Punching, kicking, doing what he can to get away from the nightmares. Clobbering, it's clobbering time. All right here tonight. He's got hold of Jimmy Hart. Jimmy Hart, he's dragged Jimmy Hart in the ring. He's dragged Jimmy Hart in the ring. Jerry Calhoun's calling for the bell. Roy Rogers and Steve Kern are firing off the nightmares. Jimmy Hart's gone. Steve Kern and Roy Rogers have been disqualified. 
We were close to a time limit, they were so close to getting a draw, but instead they have lost their part of the purse. Your winners, the Nightmares by Disqualification. That's a decent little match actually. Very uh, fast paced, nice lot of tags. Double manoeuvres by the Nightmares. Nice teamwork by Roy Rogers and Steve Kern. A very good tag match. So close to the end of the match. And two, Hart had obviously been aggravating and poking earlier in the thing while the referee wasn't looking. Uh, the mistake that Kern made, he did it right in front of the referee, and the referee had no alternative but just to uh, disqualify him, and that he did. Mm. Time on it was uh, 9 minutes 36 seconds, so Ooh. we were 24 seconds away from uh, time expiring. And that would have been at least a draw in there as it is. It'll go down as a disqualification win for the Nightmares, and uh, Steve Kern and Roy Rogers We'll have to take that defeat. Disqualification will be right after it, as a matter of fact. We've got more action. We've still got that golden boy, Chick yeah. Donovan, superstar Bill Dundee. It looks like we're going to have plenty of time for it, and we're going to be back in just a moment, right after we take time out for intermission. Now, food for thought from Consumer Reports. Is that bologna sandwich really a good buy? Consumer Reports found bologna highest in cost per pound of protein compared with American cheese, tuna, and peanut butter. Over two times as expensive as peanut butter. Here's a popular barbecue chicken coating. Consumer Reports found it to contain over 50% total sugar and a non-dairy creamer over 65% total sugar. So you see, in today's supermarket, you need more than just a shopping list. You need facts. And Consumer Reports gives you those facts without the sugar coating by rigorously testing foods, home care products, appliances, automobiles, and much more. Yes, Consumer Reports gives you reliable brand name ratings on products and reliable facts about services and consumer issues. All here in this nonprofit monthly magazine from America's leading independent product testing organization. Consumer Reports accepts no advertising, no free samples. Everything we test, we buy at retail, just as you do. That way, we're always free to speak out, to serve your interests only. The information in just one issue could save you many times the entire subscription price. This introductory offer brings you 11 regular monthly issues of Consumer Reports, plus the big 1982 December buying guide issue when it's published. All yours for only $12. What's more, when your $12 payment is received, we'll send you two free gifts. First, this guide to health problems and products, and the current 432-page 1981 buying guide issue. Remember, both are yours at no extra cost. So you save $14.25 off newsstand prices. But soon, the price will be going up. So don't miss this opportunity to subscribe for only $12. Phone 1-800-621-5800. Because today's marketplace is no place to go it alone. Phone right now, toll free, 1-800-621-5800. That's 1-800-621-5800. Are we back here? Sure. Let's go with this big one. Been waiting uh, on the program for this. Expiration of time match. Introducing from Hollywood, California, 228 pounds, Chick Donovan on the left of your screen. On the right, from Australia, 214 pounds, the superstar, Bill Dundee. This match to the expiration of time, Jerry Calhoun, the referee. Expiration of time match. Bill Dundee returns to TV after uh, a timeout of injury going up against Chick Donovan and his new manager, Jimmy Hart. Donovan with his uh, traditional yellow trunks, yellow and black boots. 
Dundee blue and red trunks cowboy boots take down by Dundee both men jostling for position circling Colin Elbow headlock by Chick ran around for the uh, armbar reversal by Dundee schoolboy but Dundee sorry Donovan is in the ropes Dundee backs off Donovan now to his feet both men circle in Colin Elbow headlock by Donovan Cinching it in. Reversal into a hammerlock by Dundee. Donovan to the ropes. Clean break. Just. Dundee obviously has uh, had time as a bad guy. A heel, if you will. At the minute, he is a, a face. Wrist lock into an armbar by Donovan. Oh. Reversal by Dundee. Reversal by Donovan. Dundee down on his back. Donovan up. Leg drop to the arm. Arm bar by Donovan. Dundee has been, I would, I would imagine he's probably been to another territory during this time. He has not been on television. He has been injured. There was a pile driver incident against the Nightmares. I would imagine he's been uh, elsewhere, maybe back to Australia or um, another territory. That's usually the case back in the day, you'd get injured and then you'd go off TV because you obviously there wasn't uh, the internet. So you, if you were in Memphis, the chances are that you couldn't probably watch world-class television or you couldn't watch Portland or you wouldn't be able to watch uh, Mid-Atlantic, etc, etc. So that was the chance that you could go off to another territory and earn a bit more cash. Wrist lock now by Donovan Armbar. This is an expiration of time match. I forget, so this could be one fall, this could be three or four. Dundee pushes him off the ropes. Went for the drop kick, but Donovan held onto the ropes. Dundee landed on the back of his neck. Oh, big clobber and four out of the back by Donovan. He's only been with uh, Jimmy Hart for about five or ten minutes, but he seems to have got a little bit more aggression to him. Oh, throws Dundee into the corner. Oh, right hand. Snap mares Dundee out of the corner into a chin lock. Face lock, chin lock, whatever. Dundee trying to escape. But he does, does just with a hammer lock. But Dundee gets pulled down by the hair. Chin lock again by Donovan. So he's. he's uh, Impressing me week by week. His in-ring, like I said, his in-ring stuff is good. His promos are a little bit dodgy sometimes, but now he's got Jimmy Hart with him. That'll help the uh, that'll help the promo ability. Dundee pushes Donovan into the ropes, pushes him off. Oh, kitchen sink to the bread basket. Dundee now up, Donovan down. Dundee picks Donovan up, knocks him loopy with a big right hand. Bill Dundee's fired up. Dundee backed in, uh, backing Donovan into the corner. Whips him into the opposite corner. Comes running in. Oh! Straight into the turnbuckle. Donovan now with a sledgehammer to the back. Oh! Big forearm shiver to the chin of Dundee. Donovan now in control once again of this match. Whips Dundee into the corner. But Dundee jumps off the second rope. Goes for the cover. Dundee, one... Two, Jimmy Hart is in the ring, Jimmy Hart is in the ring. 
Jimmy Hart. Chick Donovan's been disqualified. Bill Dundee. Jesus, knocked. Jimmy Hart flying. Right hands, right hands to Jimmy Hart. Chick Donovan now in there. Breaking it up. Oh. I don't know. The, the ring and the bell. Dundee has won the first full by disqualification. Jimmy Hart saw the golden boy about to be defeated by Bill Dundee. And he immediately jumped into the ring. Disqualification, first fall, Dundee. Blame it on Jimmy Hart is like about 90% of everything else that we have had uh, with Hart. Uh, we're going to take time. I'll be back next fall in just a moment. Tuesday night, don't miss a bit of it. It will be dream night, and that's when everybody gets their dream. I've told you all about them. I mean, here's some of the guys that will be involved in it and their dreams. For instance, Kevin Sullivan. The whole family going against Dutch Mantell. What is this? That's fair. That's fair, because what I have to say is this. If he's stupid enough to sign to get in the ring with me, pretty boy Wayne Ferris, and the nightmares, that boy only has one thing coming to him, and that's a lesson. Dutch Mantell, I am so happy because, first of all, I don't like the people in Louisville because, first of all, they've been behind you 100%. And they'll be behind you after that match because they're going to have to take you out with two things, a shovel and a blotter. So in Louisville, my dream finally is coming true. The man can't run. The man can't hide anymore. Hey, now listen, you guys. I want you to be fair to him. When he's down, just let me kick him, okay? No, 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 everybody kick him. <laughs> And the night the nightmare is back here on a handicap with a dream machine and only his mask is well, well, you know the only thing that's probably equal to that is the weight. Because the dream machine probably outweighs these guys because he's got the dunlaps. His belly's dunlapped over his tights. What we're gonna do is we're gonna take that mask back and we're gonna put it in the trophy case along with all the trophies and belts in this area. <laughs> Wayne it Ferris. It seemed like come true for yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wayne Ferris, Roy Rogers is your dream. I got a dream, Lance Russell. I finally got a dream, and that dream is to get rid of you, Roy Rogers. And you know how I'm going to do it? I'm going to beat you. I'm going to stomp you and kick you around just like a dog. I'm going to humiliate you in front of all those people up there, your people in Louisville. And I'm going to make you get out of that ring and swear you'll never be back. You'll hang your boots up forever, son, because you will be finished. Because I will finish you off. I hate you. I hate the way you walk. I hate your old mama. I hate your old drunk daddy. I hate right. everything about you. Good. Why don't you just hate right out the door? Tuesday night, you'll see it all happening. I was hoping that we were going to have about uh, 30 minutes for that expiration of time, but we don't. Didn't work out that no. way. Okay, the draw in the first match. So that is it, ladies and gentlemen. We do not have enough time for a another fall. So as Dave and Lance run down the card, I'd like to say thank you very much for listening. Please do not forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at MemphisCast. Please do not forget to hit that subscribe button. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your neighbours, tell your postman, tell your milkman, tell your pimp, your whatever about the show. We like to... Uh, we like to sing the praises of other shows, such as uh, OVP, Book of the Territory, etc. But we need your praise for this show. The more uh, listens, the more downloads it gets, the higher it gets up in the charts. We uh, we like to see, you know, the other day I posted on the show's Twitter about uh, we were stupid, you know, 16,000 in the pro wrestling um, Apple podcast charts. But that is great because, you know, to be in the same... I said this a few weeks ago, to be in the same charts as Jim Cornette, Conrad, uh, 
Chris Jericho, Kevin Nash, all those is, you know, it's an achievement. I am one person in my front room. As you've seen sometimes when we go on YouTube, I am in my front room. I am one person. I host this. I watch this. I loosely in the terms edit it, loosely in the terms produce it. But I do this, you know, for fun. I enjoy doing it. Um, and it's nice it would be nice to get a little bit more recognition obviously what we get is great but you know if you can tell your friends share tweets retweet tweets all that kind of stuff it would be excellent so uh, thank you very much again for listening thank you to the fine folk of memphis tennessee thank you to lance russell and dave brown and until next week It's spring again, I'll bring again Tulips from Amsterdam With a heart that's true, I'll give to you Tulips from Amsterdam I can't wait until the day you fill These eager arms of mine Like the windmill keeps on turning That's how my heart keeps on yearning for the day I know we can Share these tulips from Amsterdam Like the wind keeps on turning That's how my heart keeps on yearning For the day I know we can Share these tulips from Amsterdam Share these tulips from Amsterdam